0: Hello and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church, two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations in two different states, talking about the Bible, faith, our cultural moment, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Matt Curtis, and I pastor in California. And I'm Kevin Sheehan, and I drive
1: Uber in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast.
0: So, want to explain that, Kevin? (laughs)
1: Oh, did you notice there's something
0: different? I did. Intro? That was a different Everything. intro. Okay, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So I'm driving for Uber in Pennsylvania. Okay, that's the explanation.
0: Yeah. I think, so I think I
1: think our listeners need more. <laughs> so as it <laughs> as it turns out, um, I'm no longer pastoring to church, uh, and that's actually been official since. Well, it's been official since February, but for all intents and purposes, uh, I've been out since November. Um, so long story, not going to get into it right now. Um, and it's not really the point of the podcast anyway. So, but needless to say, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, not pastoring since November. Uh, so in the meanwhile, while looking for another call, um, been doing a few things just to try to earn some money and not eat into our savings as quickly as we otherwise would. So one of those things I've been doing is driving for Uber, which I'm assuming people know what that is.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Everyone knows, right?
0: E- email in if you don't know, and Kevin will explain it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You ever taken an Uber? Yes, and Lyft as yeah. well.
1: Probably not much in Wairika, though, right?
0: No, I mean no. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do they even have it there? <laughs> you know, I I doubt it. I've never checked. Like it hasn't, but I doubt it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's uh it's an interesting gig. Um,
1: We've had some fun stories with that. And uh, like, I live in a a surprisingly diverse place, actually. Um, So I live in Lancaster County and Lancaster City is small city, I guess. Um, It's got kind of an urban downtown area, small urban area. And so there's actually a lot of diversity here. Everything from all the normal sort of city um, diversity, but also we have like, you go 10 miles outside of downtown and you're in Amish country um so we just kind of have a little bit of everything here it's it's a quirky little place and uh and one thing i've realized is that everyone uses uber <laughs> like, i think every demographic every whatever uses uber no matter some, how different we
0: are what unites us is we all need uber, uber from time to time
1: uber. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it, it has been it's kind of funny so we've been you know like my wife yeah. and i have just been sort of amused by some of the the, the stories and writers and whatever um like most Uber people I think are, you know, it's like the normal stuff. It's like, you know, the car's in the shop and just need a, a ride for a couple of days or, you know, whatever, till the car's out of the shop. You have people who are like in town for a wedding. And so they're just using Uber to get around. They don't want to bother renting a car uh, and driving people to and from either the airport or train station, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But there's seven, I I, I sat down and did this, uh, identified seven different groups of people that I Uber that have, uh, you know, just, I, I get a lot of free time just driving around. It's a lot of time to think. Uh, and so I just kind of want to share. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of is. And so I kind of want to share some just thoughts and lessons, but also kind of, kind of based off of like these seven sort of groups, uh, demographics of people that I pretty commonly, um, give rides to. Um, so one, and this is mostly like during the week, uh, is just like blue collar commuters or service industry commuters like these are people who don't have their own car. And by the way, I'm going somewhere with this. So, <laughs> um, yeah. can sit back and relax and enjoy some stories and whatever. And then, uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into it a little bit more substance in the second half here. But, you know, a lot of guys just like this, I, I'm their ride to work. Like they don't have a car. So I'm dropping them off at the factory, um, dropping them off at, you know, fast food, um, or, you know, whatever it's kind of service industry stuff. Um, which again, it's just sort of a different, you know, um, uh, group that I typically interact with and rub shoulders with, I guess. So it's been interesting just like talking to them a little bit, um, dropping them off at their just blue collar jobs. Um, sometimes I get this, this is, this is an actual, uh, story from the other day, but kind of a little more common. Um, he picked up this single mom, he had her two little kids with her, uh, Brought them to daycare and then dropped her off at her job at Wendy's, hmm. and uh, just made me think how differently our lives are. Um, I also get a fair number of Amish in my car.
0: <laughs> I've got lots of questions about that. <laughs> go, go but, for it. Ask like, away. Like how? Like that seems like that would be outside <laughs> the rules of like the whole the whole point of being Amish is that a you don't have a smell phone a a smell phone a cell phone to summon uber and b like uh, unless your uber is a horse and buggy i'm not really seeing how this works so unpack that you're gonna have to unpack okay
1: so my uber is a honda odyssey just to answer that question first not a horse and buggy i'm really
0: disappointed Uh, it's not a horse and buggy right, right i feel betrayed
1: but uh i don't have all the answers to all your questions about the amish matt uh But apparently they can have cell phones. And I've heard that they're allowed to have cell phones if they're not in the house. So they can use them for like work or, you know, communication, as long as not in the house. Now, look, there's a whole spectrum of Amish Mennonite, right? I mean, the whole spectrum, everything from like hardcore Amish to like very liberal Mennonite that are just liberal, you know, just churches, modern liberal churches. Okay, so there's a whole spectrum. So it depends on the particular district that they're in and all that. Um, but quite a few Amish have cell phones, um, and because they don't have cars, <laughs> they use Uber. I give quite a few rides to Amish, um, and very, very different situations. Sometimes it's like picking up a whole family and they're going to like whoever's softball game. Um, one time I picked up like these six Amish teenagers at a bowling alley at midnight and <laughs> Drove them, like, 20 minutes back to their farm. This
0: sounds like the premise of a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like six six Amish teenagers at a bowling alley at midnight, and then hilarity ensues. This... Right.
1: I know. I mean, it really, there could... You
0: need to write that script. And, well, Angie
1: and like... keeps telling me, like, there's a, there's a book here somewhere, but... Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was just kind of hilarious listening to them talk about some of it's, like, normal teenage stuff, but it's, like, in an Amish context. So, like, you know, like, who's, like, dating who and who's running right
0: around too, who, but who's like courting all, who?
1: Like all in a very Amish and Amish looking uh context. Um right. I had this one ride a couple of weeks ago. I picked up this, I don't know, fairly, you know, I don't know it looks like he's like 20, um uh Amish young man. And uh yeah, I kind of do the general like little small talk, like, hey, how's it going? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's telling me how he and his youth group just got back from New York City, where they were serving at a soup kitchen um and serving a lot of people who are like drug addicts et cetera, et cetera, and so he's telling me like this whole story um and it's like how there was a the guy who runs the place is a former drug addict who comes to christ and then he's telling people about hope in christ you know while they're doing this little program and then and then running the soup kitchen and he's he's just telling me all of this um and then, and then at some point he goes something like so how is your walk with christ good for him and i haven't said and i haven't said anything about myself at this point like i'm just the uber driver i've just kind of said hello you know how's your evening going you know whatever right. and So he just says that you know and, and i'm like well <laughs> as it turns out you know uh and i kind of you know I tell him that i've uh, you know i've been a pastor uh hoping to become one again here in the near future and you know, i, I tell him like i just tell him you know some things about how things that, that the lord's been teaching me in the last couple months and like we had like this really cool conversation for like 20 minutes that we're in the car together. Um, And it was like, like, I've heard this from other people who know the Amish community better. And I've heard people say like, most of the Amish probably don't really understand the gospel. It's a lot of legalism. Um, But this young man spoke like, as if he's has a relationship with Christ and the Lord and is, and cares about it and, and wants to share it with others. you know what I mean? So it was like, it was almost like a normal conversation you would have with any sort of born again christian who just talking about well you know how many a... how
0: many people in my church would say to their uber driver um what's your relationship with christ yeah like um, I, I, it was my, just kind my of guess fascinating is not very many you know what i mean like yeah yeah it was kind of fascinating as as i'm yeah.
1: dropping him off i'm not sure if it was at his house or a friend's house or you know whatever but you know he like says like some words of encouragement to me yeah you because know, he knew that i'm a pastor without a church, basically, and so like he gave me some words of encouragement, and was just like, uh, "It was a great." You know, like, we just had a great like conversation. Um, it was just, uh, it was fun. It was good. So anyway, um, yeah, the Amish. Uh, so another group of people <laughs> uh, that I you know wind up fairly frequently giving rides to is like, because I often will will Uber on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, cause that's yeah. when, that's when people are going out. That's where the most money to be made is. Right. So that's often when I do it, it's harder on our family, but we're just in a season of life where that's, that is what it is. So, yeah. um, so I'm out pretty late Friday and Saturday nights, uh, driving people around, um, the later in the night that it goes there's a demographic shift from like people getting off work, people going out to dinner, people going out to parties, clubs, restaurant, you know, whatever The people coming back from parties. And then, and then, and then it's the people coming back from the bars and the clubs and the restaurants. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. You know, um, usually this once or twice a night, I wind up at, you know, I get the address I'm driving to the address. I'm like, Oh, this is like a rich neighborhood, (laughs) like where the homes are large and maybe a million dollars or more. And, um, and I'm, I'm taking them wherever they're, I'm taking them, whether it's because they're planning on drinking a lot or they don't want to fuss with parking downtown or whatever it is. Um, and I just remember thinking once I'm, I'm, I'm driving this, uh, um, these two young women down, you know, pick them up at this like gorgeous house and they're going to meet friends downtown. I'm driving them. And like, I just dropped off like an Amish family. And like my next ride was like in the low income part of the city, very urban, uh, five young black men. So you can kind of fill in the details there. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like these people would never be in the same room together, <laughs> together ever. <laughs> you know, but they're like, but they're all in my car. <laughs> and I thought, this is just such an interesting job that I have. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just sort of fascinating.
0: That is fascinating.
1: Yeah, you know, and so I, and so there's that demographic, too. Like, there are parts of Lancaster City that are um, very urban, very low income. Um, and I'm picking those folks up, too, and driving them places, sometimes picking them up at, you know, 2.30 in the morning and driving down some sketchy one lane narrow street and you know low-income part of town and you know all these guys are piling into my car and i'm like this just uh this is not normal for a lot of people
0: has anyone thrown up in your car yet no people have come close (laughs) it's happening so so, it's it's going to happen
1: so the other demographic is i get quite a few like college kids or 20 something partiers Um, You know, picking them up at, there's two local colleges in town, Franklin and Marshall and Millersville, and picking them up in the vicinity of those schools, driving them downtown, late Friday, Saturday nights, um, bringing them home, you know, later in the night. And uh, I've had a few that were like, they weren't doing so well. (laughs) But I'll say like all six of those groups of people, all of them, like 98% are all like very courteous and very grateful. Like they all say, thank you, you know, have a good night. You know, they're getting out of the car, like they're filing out. I mean, I've had like you know, a group of like five or six college guys who are just as crass and as crude as you could possibly imagine, like language that would just make you blush. And then they get out of the car and they're like, thank you, sir. Have a great night. You know, it's just sort of like funny. Like there's like this, we've just decided as a society that we're all going to be nice to Uber drivers for some reason. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then
0: you're like, "Sir, is my father here?" <laughs> well, I'm old enough to be their father. Some of them,
1: yeah. That's uh, I really am. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, some of these like early twenties somethings. But uh, so, so then there's the last group of people, um, kind of demographic, and I've I've had this uh, you know a handful of times as well, where it's the people who are, and I'm, I never quite know what the story is, but they're like moving out or or fleeing something you know where I've, i pick people up and like you bring me to this house i need to get some stuff and then bring me back somewhere else and like they're obviously like leaving a house and they're usually like they're all their stuff gathered up in like trash bags not even like suitcases and luggage and like one time in particular i picked someone up at like a cheap motel and you know she got four or five just trash bags full of like clothes and other stuff, and like I was driving her like an hour and a half away, um, because she was in some sort of trouble and she just needed to get out of her living situation and and move. Uh, picked a woman up like a week or two ago, and uh, it, so like she's standing like out in the middle of like like under a street lamp. It's like late at night under a street lamp, like in this little, like little townhouse development or apartment development kind of thing. I'm like, that's kind of weird that she's kind of out like in the park, like not even like outside of her door, but like out almost like in the driveway. So I pick her up and I'm like, and she got like this big like plastic bin. I, I put it in the trunk for her and I'm like, Hey, how's your night going? And she says, this is the worst day of my life. And I'm like, Oh, sorry to hear that. She um, doesn't really say anything else. Gets in the car. And then I see this guy like walking across the parking lot, like kind of walking aggressively. I'm like, uh, do you want to talk to this guy, or should I get out of here real fast? <laughs> uh and she rolls down her window and they exchange words and he throws something at her, like some like bottle or something. I don't know what it was. And then and then we just start driving away. And like, and like she is weeping, like not just like crying, but like weeping, sobbing. And so finally, I'm just kind of like. So what's, what's going on? Like, I just, I just kind of ask. And basically what it is, is she's leaving him. He's relapsed into drug addiction. She can't stay there anymore. It's not safe for her. And I saw where I'm like, the address I'm bringing her is like a transition house. Whether it's for like, you know, abused women. I'm not exactly sure, but.
0: And you shouldn't say, even if you are sure. Well, right,
1: right, right. But, but. Like obviously a very difficult situation. And so she's sort of like through sobs, like telling me some of her story. Um and I'm kind of like, what like, what do I say? Like, what do I do? What do I say? I'm the Uber driver, right? Like what <laughs> you know, it's just kind of this like heartbreaking sort of stories. Um and uh, you know, I mean I I kinda of said to try to say a few words of consolation and you know, even as we're kind of getting out at the place and I'm kind of walking her thing to the front door, there are people there to kind of meet her like they are expecting her and um, you know, just kind of try to say a few words of consolation and encouragement and you know, so on and so forth. And she was, you know, very grateful, thankful, but um, just kind of one of those that just sits with you for a while, like for the rest of the night or even the rest of the week. It's like, huh. Wonder how she's doing. Um, so like you get a lot of like insights into people you rarely get anyone's full story of course um and you're the uber driver so i don't like press people just you know if they're not responsive i just leave it alone and I just drive silently um but it, it's kind of been a fascinating thing to uh rub shoulders with different groups of people that i wouldn't necessarily rub shoulders with all that often yeah um, well, and, and be put in some very interesting situations at times
0: well, that all sounds really fascinating and a lot of eye-opening and i imagine there's times where it's stressful that's that all sounds like it's interesting work if nothing else like they're are worse ways to earn a living i suppose yeah so maybe that's a good breaking point um yep. so why don't you uh, go get a beverage of your choice and uh we'll be right back with more of matt and kevin talk uber <laughs> Okay. Well, we're back. We're Matt and we're Kevin and we're talking Kevin's new, new, a job as an Uber driver. And for the second half of the episode, well, the first half he talked about just the diversity of the, of the clientele. And now he's going to maybe just give us just some of the lessons he's learned as he's been on this new adventure. So Kevin, what are some of the things you've learned (laughs) as you've been driving? Well, again, I've got a lot of time to think
1: in the car. Um, so I, I kind of find myself constantly remarking, I said this a little bit earlier, but how some of the people that are in my car would never, ever, ever be in the same room or car together, like just totally different lives. And, it, and it's kind of remarkable to me, like, how different and separate people's lives are, even though they all live within a, you know, whatever, 20-mile radius of each other, right? So, like, the, you know, the high-end, you know, kind of ritzy neighborhoods, suburbs versus the Amish versus the or the inner city, you know, versus the college kids versus the, I mean, just all of it. Like, it's just all very interesting to me that these people that probably don't really, you know, know anyone in each other's respective social circles, um, you know, I get to interact with. Um, So that's kind of a cool thing. This is kind of cool to see and observe and and really just kind of be reminded of really the question of, you know, who is my neighbor as I live here? Uh, You know, who is my neighbor? it's the single mom who works at Wendy's and drops her kids off at daycare and has to get an Uber because doesn't have a car, you know? Um, Yeah. All of that. So, and it's also kind of striking to me too, like we kind of talked about this ad nauseum, but like in a society that's increasingly relegated to its respective echo chambers. Yeah. There's there's still a lot of diversity in our communities. Like geographically, we're still pretty close together and have a lot of diversity that just kind. of I kind of find myself longing to tap into that somehow. And I have no idea how other than be an Uber driver. But uh, yeah, there's there's a ton of diversity out there. If we're just kind of willing to kind of reach out for it, I guess. And again, I don't really have any idea how to do that exactly, but there's something there to just consider. Um, That's, that's number one. That's good stuff.
0: What else you got, Kevin? All right. So number two, so, Friday and Saturday nights, I'm usually out till like three in the morning. That's so weird because on Friday and Saturday nights, I'm sleeping at three in the morning. (laughs) So that's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Most people are. So usually from like 10 o'clock on, especially from midnight on, it's pretty much all like going downtown, like, you know, to where all the bars and restaurants and clubs are Mm -hmm. coming out. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing a lot of transporting groups or individuals um, often who are inebriated to varying degrees. Like I've had this thought many, many times. It's like their lives just sound exhausting to me. Like maybe it's because I'm 45 and lame now and I'm too old to like party. <laughs> um, but like, it just sounds exhausting like to keep up with that lifestyle of like all the partying and being out late and, and blah, blah, blah. Like there's a part of me that's just like, not that I was ever into that a whole lot even when I was their age, but right. I'm just Well, like, and look, a pint in a bar is like $8. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. One night I was taking home this group of like five or six, I don't know if they're college students or recent graduates. I think I was bringing them back to Millersville. And one guy says, that was the biggest bar tab I've ever got tonight. And it was like 80 or 90 bucks. And then someone else in the car, a gal, she says, oh, I've had bigger than that. I've had like double that i'm just kind of sitting there thinking like what on earth like what on earth like that is so much money like that is that's just and to drop that like basically every weekend you know to go out and i don't know like it's just it's just a different world and it just sounds exhausting to me yeah it's kind of funny because usually like around you know you get into like 9 10 11 12 o'clock at night i'll like take a group of like young people downtown Cause they're just getting ready to get out. You know, they're, they're just going out and then I'll, and then like at the same place, I'll pick up a group of like 30 or 40 somethings who are going home because <laughs> they're exhausted and it's 10 o'clock and they're ready to just go home.
0: <laughs> and you're like, these are my people.
1: Right. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm with you guys. Like I'm, I'm bringing in the 20 somethings and bringing out the 40 somethings. You know, like yeah. Like at the same time, it's just kind of funny yeah. how that works out. Uh So there's obviously some age too. There's also like, you know, again, like the, The single, like low-income mom, or you know, some of these blue-collar guys, or just some of these people whose lives you you can just tell, like are not going well. I'm like, their lives just sound exhausting to me. Like the first group, like the part of your group, it's like, well, that's on them. Like they're making decisions. But the other group is like, it's probably just a whole bunch of different circumstances coming together that may or may not be their fault. And there's a whole host of reasons. And their lives are just exhausting. It's just hard. Like it just makes me more sympathetic. I I hope. I hope it's making me more just compassionate for people who are just, just have a harder life. Just have a, what just seems to me to be an
0: exhausting, tiresome, weary life. Yeah. Well, and it probably puts some perspective on your predicament a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, I think the last lesson as I'm kind of driving around, just observing people and their lives and what they're doing is I just had the, the thought number of times, like just how incredibly blessed I am. Obvious reasons, like Jesus saved me, you know, (laughs) I mean, all of that, right? Like all of the, all of the spiritual blessings that we have in, in the heavenlies through Christ, like all of that, obviously, um, But even just from an earthly standpoint, like I don't have full-time work right now um, and a lot of other things, but like I still feel incredibly blessed. Um, Now, like the secular version of that is privileged. (laughs) Uh, And the secular way of dealing with that is uh, to feel guilty and by checking it. Um, But the biblical language for that, basically this more or less the same thing, is that you're blessed. And in scripture, um, what we do with blessing is that it's intended to serve as a conduit to bless others. Yeah, I mean, one of course, gratitude to the Lord, you know, the giver of all good, uh, giver of all good things. But also, like, to be blessed or privileged um, comes with it their responsibility to, in turn, bless others. Um, but I ha- but I have like, yeah, I'm just thinking about you know, some of these people I'm driving around, and it's like they simply don't have the blessings and the privileges or the opportunities that I have. Some of that is my ethnicity. Some of that is just my educational background and I have different opportunities. And I like, guess a lot of things that have nothing to do with me. Um, and I've just been extraordinarily
0: blessed. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. Same. Well, any closing thoughts on uh, your, your yeah. life and times as an Uber driver? Well look, I mean obviously, you know, this might this
1: is maybe kind of a fun and interesting episode in some kind of indirect sort of way or whatever, but um and not everyone's going to be an Uber driver and have these experiences. Um I guess I, I guess I I find myself thinking it's like okay, how do I carry some of this stuff with me if Lord willing um pastoring a church someday and not driving Uber anymore. Um how, how does this carry over? Right? Like there are things from my UPS days that I that I hope I carried over, um, lessons learned, you know, good attributes that have been established that you know continue forward. Uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think through that, and I'll continue to think through it as I continue to drive. But um, some of it is just to I'll have to be I'll have to do more work to really see my neighbors because hmm. uh, it's it's really easy in whatever church setting we're in depending on where we live and our neighborhood and the church we go to and the schools we go to, to, to not really see our neighbors or at least not all of our neighbors. You know what I mean? Um, But probably within a 10 or 20 mile radius, there's probably a lot of diversity that we're just unaware of. Maybe not ethnically, maybe not some other things, but, but there's a lot going on out there. And also uh, not only seeing our neighbors, but seeing their needs. Um, And that's something that the church really should be better at. Of, of thinking of creative ways to meet our neighbors' needs, our community's needs. But in order to do that, like we have to know what they are. Um, and so we actually have to do some work to go out and and meet them. Um, now, like, look, if you run like a business in town, you might, you might have a better sense of your neighborhood, depending on what kind of business it is and, and who um, patronizes it. But um, I've kind of found Uber to be an interesting like cross-section because it's like everyone uses it from the people who don't have a lot of money, don't have a car, so they kind of have to, to people who have tons of money and are just, you know, doing it for whatever reason. By the way, I'll say this too. Like, I picked up people from like million dollar homes and driven them and had a nice conversation with them and all that. They're usually the worst tippers. Interesting. And it's someone like the service industry people or you know, people who are who just seem a little rough around the edges that are by far the best tippers. Interesting. Like, like just sort of, It's a generalization, but um, I found that to be quite,
0: quite true actually, which mm.
1: I don't know. You can think on that a little bit too, I suppose, but
0: yeah, I um, think that's true across the, uh, I mean, I've heard that before from people who work in um, jobs where tips are a thing. I mean, I get all the communion wafers I can eat. So that's yeah. my main job perk, but no, I'm kidding. But yeah. Yeah. I'd be, ha- I'd be happy to send you some. <laughs> if you're missing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I mean, if anything, I think, yeah, I get, I'll think about this more in the coming weeks and months, I'm sure. But if anything, it's opened my eyes to like, who is my neighbor? Yeah. Um, some people right here, like in Ephrata, some more like Lancaster city, which is kind of sort of my neighbor. Um, but, it, but it's made me realize like, if I really want to pastor a church that's serving the community, we've got to do better at reaching our neighbors. And, and yeah. by reaching, I mean, like not just throwing an event where we hope they come, but going to them somehow, like being creative of how do we actually find them and get to know them and help them and serve them and not in a condescending way either um uh, but in a legitimate like relational way if possible um so like that's a challenge that i don't have answers for those are questions i don't have answers for but but i will say it's opened my eyes to like something needs to be done and to be done better and uh i'm not sure what that is exactly because like where we're going to church now uh we're going to church in lancaster city it's not quite downtown, but right on the edge of it. Um, and by and large, there's not a lot of people from downtown going to that church. And so, I don't know. There's some, there's some things to think about there in terms of how can we be, be how can we be better about loving our neighbors is what it kind of boils down to. Yeah,
0: yeah, good stuff. That's a good word. Well, you've been listening to Matt and Kevin talk Uber and sort of church adjacent stuff. Um, we hope that what you've heard has been. Helpful and edifying, and or at the very least uh, entertaining. Um, If you have questions, complaints, observations, sanctified musings, or if you're a church looking for a pastor, um, particularly if you're (laughs) of the Presbyterian persuasion, um, Reformed persuasion, email us and let us know if you're aware of opportunity. And Kevin will Kevin will check it out. Or if you just need an Uber ride, right? I mean, let let me know. Hit me up. If you're, it depends on how far away. It could be really expensive, but you you can email (laughs) us at mattandkevintalkchurch at gmail.com, or you can follow us over on the Twitter at MKTC. Uh, With all of that being said, I'm Matt.
1: And I'm Kevin, and we've been talking church and Uber.
0: Be warm and be fed and tip well.